I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Today, I'm joined by Donna McNeil, a clay artist based in Cary, North Carolina. Welcome to the podcast, Donna. Thanks, Chip. I'm really happy to be here. I love talking about art and, and love hanging out with a fellow gallery member. Wow. We're, we're off for a good start then. Well, as we've talked about, this podcast is all about our five questions. So without any further ado, let's get started. What is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? Well, my family um, was always making art. So uh, I think since I was just a little, little tyke, uh, my mother was a painter and a, a person who liked to make things uh, with gathered materials and, and build things um, like furniture and and doing upholstery so she was a maker and so you know as soon as her children were old enough and obviously oldest of four um, we were always making things and sometimes she would formally arrange for us to go to art classes um, but um, yeah we were just always making things and when I went to public school I became sort of the, the teacher's artist the person who would uh, help out with the bulletin boards and any kind of visual things that needed to happen um, and things that need to be made. So, yeah. Okay. So it's really been a lifelong endeavor. Yes, indeed. So as I indicated at the top, uh, you're a clay artist. What brought you to the clay medium and, and uh, what is it about clay that, uh, that really just gets you inspired? Right. Um, so when I went to university, um, I went to the UNC Greensboro and the fine arts program. And I began as a person who did drawings and printmaking, um, visual kinds of uh, 2D kinds of things. And I, I arrived in a, uh, a, a pottery class and something about the practicality combined with the art form really grabbed my attention. So I started making things that um, you could use in your day-to-day -day life. And so it was beautiful and you could use it. So that was really inspiring for, for many years, um, making things that were functional and beautiful. Um, and, and then um, I uh, went to the Museum of Natural History in, in Washington, D.C. and ran across this little this small, maybe five or six inches tall um, fertility sculpture. It's this female form. And I like the way, um, I like the, what it looked like. And so I thought I'm gonna try to make one of those because it just, you know, it's an interesting challenge to, to try to make one. So that was the first um, figure of uh, now, series of figures that have lasted uh, 15 years or so. Um, so I was able to make that figure and uh, it, it spoke to me. So I started sculpting figures um, that were inspired by particular ideas. So goddesses and angels and magicians and, and different kinds of, kinds of um, figures. 
And then each of the figures have a particular inspiration about them. So they may be joyful or they, they're some a figure that goes into your entryway and invites people into your home. And, and uh, I've done like the, the Sun God series. So that's, yeah, a lot of my art has a, has a sort of a spiritual component. Uh, you know, I, I, when I create a figure, I start with sort of this imagining in my head and these figures sort of pop into my mind. Uh, and then I'll do a drawing from them. And then when I go to sculpting, um, you know, the journey continues on and it takes possibly different directions than the original thought um, and, and how it's translated into a, a drawing. Uh, but as I'm sculpting, there, I keep getting inspirations about, oh, we'll try this and try that. And, and, and one of my favorite things to do with my sculptures is as I've got them formed and they're still quite fluid, uh, I take them and give them a little twist. So there's a little flow, a little energetic movement. So I like to think that um, after they've been through all the various firings and glazings um, that when you look at one out of the corner of your eye, you might see it actually move. So anyway, <laughs> I, I love the idea of sculpting something that looks like it's getting ready to move or possibly still moves. Interesting, interesting. As we look at your, your medium, uh, from what little I understand of, of the clay process, you start off with the soft clay and you form it, uh, and then it, it has to, to dry, and then you go through a, a, a kiln process and then a glazing and another kiln. Is that about right? Um, well, it's a, it's a little bit like um, making a dress. So I start with a slab of clay and then I cut out various shapes and then I put textures on them. And so the particularly the cone shape that's the base of, of my figures uh, is folded into a, a cone shape. And then the, the top part uh, often um, is a cape like form that uh, has the texture wings added to it. And so that cape, form is placed on the top of the cone and then sort of molded around and, and formed into hand-like wings. And so those are expressive. They may be holding different, different things like an instrument or a baby or, um, or a bouquet of flowers or something. Um, and then, then I form a head and a neck and then kind of gets popped into the top there. Um, and then there's often sort of headgear and, and, and hair uh, formations that are uh, elaborate and expressive of maybe halos or, or hats or um, other kinds of helmets and things like that. So then, and then it goes through various stages of drying and, and um, going through the first firing and then it gets glazed and then goes to the final firing. Okay. I do. I use two different processes. One is called Raku and the other is called stoneware. The stoneware is in a, a high fire gas kiln and the, the Raku is a very quick process that's done with um, a small kiln and a propane burner and firing it to about 1900 degrees. The lid comes off and you grab it with tongs and the, the piece goes into um, 
a trash can full of paper and catches on fire and close the lid on that and it kind of smokes and and so the glazes get crackles and the clay turns dark um so it's a dramatically different mm. um look than the stoneware clay which is warmer um you know sort of speckled warm um, colors in the stoneware clay okay that's helpful uh, you talked a little bit about inspirations of your pieces but i want to go back to you know really where do the that inspiration come from you know where what sets you on to making a, a series of figurines in the first place yeah um you know it's harder to describe than actually the sort of experience in my life so well, so recently I went to the Van Gogh Immersion um, exhibit in Charlotte and there were lots of Van Goghs animated across the screens. And so um, the, the images of sunflowers kept popping up. And so I got real excited about sunflowers. So I made a couple of uh, sunflower goddesses, so they had sunflower faces and um, they had um, staffs that had flowers coming out of the top of them. Um, I've recently started making uh, vases that have faces. My, my sculpted figures often don't have a face. They're more about attitude and, and mm. movement and form. Um, whereas these faces, these face faces, uh, is, they're all about um, very expressive, um, you know, whimsical or uh, humorous or uh, mischievous <laughs> faces. And so, so I did a series of um, sunflower faces that uh, they had the flower, but in the middle of the flower were, were the features of a face. Okay. Moving on to our, our next question, what advice would you give to a, a new artist, somebody just starting out? Well, I think um, experimenting with different materials and trying different things looking at different artists and um, trying to do what they did to sort of learn it um, from experiential uh, methods um, and certainly taking classes. Um, but and be careful not to narrow down your focus too soon. Um, so, you know, if it's paint, different kinds of paint that you're working with on canvas, you know, trying different kinds of techniques and um, oils and acrylics and watercolor. If it's clay, um, you know, seeing if you want to do things that are fun functional or sculptural um, and, and experimenting with them and, and uh, resist the urge to judge yourself. Um, adult learners are very hard on themselves. And so if you can get back to that, that childlike uh, experience of just enjoying the experience and and playing with materials and see what what it feels like and see what kind of results come up and and just um, enjoy the process as, a, as opposed to being so interested in the product um, and and you know it, it takes a, it takes a long time to uh, work your your craft your art to a, to a higher level of expertise and function and purpose uh, and so you just have to keep keep at it and, and on, on a regular basis if you can my calendar rules my life so I plug in time for my art and if it's on my calendar I show up and and start um you know start working with materials and or continuing sketches and and thinking about 
what I want to try next. It's, it's uh, I found working in a series is a, a great way to get deeper into an idea. So you try it one way and then you keep working with the particular set of ideas. So if you're working with textures and you really want to try different kinds of textures in a similar kind of form, but different textures. So yeah, working with themes and exploring ideas is, is uh, really useful in the long time career of an artist. Hmm. Mm. Oh, good point. And, and ultimately as artists, we, we hopefully are constantly learning and evolving and that our best work is always still ahead of us. Right. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get to a point where you think, Oh yeah. All right. I've done my best work. Okay. Why do we get up and go to the studio the next morning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about clay is that uh, there are lots of things I've sort of left by the wayside, but clay always uh, challenges me to try different things. There's something about it that just continues to keep my interest. Hmm. Well, it's, it's sort of a limitless medium. You can go where it, it takes you. Um, so that's, I, and you hit the point of, you can have functional pieces as well as purely, you know, artistic elements of, uh, but using that the clay to form into whatever it is that you've you've come up with, right, right. And the last question we wrap up our sessions with each time is, uh, what artist would you have us all go check out? Uh, this could be somebody you've recently discovered. It could be somebody that inspired you long ago, living, dead, what have you. But just another artist we should go check out. Yeah, um, the the ceramic artist that has influenced me the most is um, Lana Wilson. She's a contemporary artist. Um, I think that she, I'm not sure if she's still doing the teaching that she used to do, but she would do these workshops and, and show people how to make uh, clay stamps and how to work with textures and different kinds of finishes. And she was just so generous um, sharing the techniques that she's learned. She she believes that, you know, whatever she shows another person, they're not going to be duplicating her art, but but being inspired by and, and challenged by different techniques that she's sharing. Um, so I, I liked her attitude and I, and I love her work. Um, you know, fascinating pieces there. Um, she's really well known for these very funky uh, teapots that are not really functional. They just... <laughs> <laughs> they just they just say teapot and they're just you know all these funky little handles and different kind of glazes that she tests out and so they're she's quite the experimenter so I, I really admire her her artistic journey and have have gotten a lot from and played with some of the many of the ideas that that I you know got from her and during workshops well excellent we look forward to uh getting to know her work as well. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Uh, Donna, thank you for your time today. You're welcome, Chip. Thank you for the conversation. It's really been fun. Yeah. And for those who want to get to know Donna's art better and to see it, uh, you can see it firsthand at the Cary Gallery of Artists in downtown Cary, North Carolina, as well as at DonnaMcNeilArt.com. This has again been another episode of the Artist Spotlight. Thank you so much today, and we'll catch you at our next episode.
Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog, and you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.